You guys, welcome to episode 95 of The Smushroom, the podcast that deep dives into well-known and more importantly, not so well-known hookups of your favorite reality TV stars. It's me, Troy McKeady, and I am joined by a guest today that I'm so fucking happy and excited. I feel swaddled by your voice. First of all, we're doing a Housewives episode, so you know what that means. I'm talking to Brandon Alvarado. Brandon, how are you? I am so good. I, I told you that I'm laying in bed right now. Um, after two crazy days, uh, and it is 4 p.m., and you said to me, I am like, being adorned to medley right now, which I really appreciate, and I'm glad that I could be on any level. Um, I can, I'm just glad that I could be like Dorinda at 4 p.m. I don't want to be like Dorinda at like midnight, but I want to be like Dorinda at 4 p.m., taking a nap in a muumuu, watching Law and & Order, and probably Judge Judy. It's because you've reached a new phase in your life. As a graduate, can we talk? <laughs> we can talk. Congratulations! Thank you so much. I graduated from NYU yesterday and it was a fucking two day celebration. <laughs> I mean, have you just been like getting your coyote ugly life for two straight days? Honestly, it hasn't been like coyote ugly life. It's been just, it's, it's been getting up very early for a bunch of commencements. And last night was me like celebrating at like a rooftop, like a pretentious New York rooftop bar, which I don't know how any, like, I don't know how else to celebrate on a Wednesday night besides yeah. there where I bought like an $18 cocktail times two. I got two of them. And at one point, I even got a shot of vodka, and I thought it would be about ten dollars. I don't know what I who I think I am. I know what city prices are, and they go that will be sixteen dollars. My heart. I drink the shot by the time I got the bill. Me, like I, I got the bill. The shot was already in me. I couldn't even. Be, not that I would ever be like take it away from me, but like I, I felt very like I felt very stuck in that. Well, you deserve that. I mean, you deserve a night of a pinkies up shot of extremely overpriced you know like that bottle the bottle of vodka that you paid that you could have bought like you know i'm trying to say same price you could have bought the bottle yes that oh well that's true and also now being an nyu alumni or nyu grad uh, wait okay what's the singular of alumni alumni is it alum oh wow are you fucking kidding you're right I'm just an idiot, guys. I'm going to say this right now, guys. I ha- everyone who's listening, I barely slept in two days, so I really apologize. I like I had to say to Troy before. I am a, gra- a college grad now, and I can't be fucking up my language. But here we go. I'm like, is it a me? Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited for you. You're. It's like this is like really exciting, and I feel like um, on top of the fact that like some an amazing event just happened in your life, like we're also talking about a couple that I like, I'm going to be honest with you. And this is no shade to any other couple that I've discussed in this podcast. I'm more excited to talk about this than I have been for a lot of other couples. Wow. I'm so honored to be doing this with you because we do have a great couple today. It's, it's actually, I, I, I'm, I'm so excited. I'm so excited for this couple. So we're talking about Phaedra Parks and Apollo Nida today. And um, I mean, I know that it's like the same for you. Like we've kind of talked about it before. We've never really like really gone in on Atlanta on this podcast. Um, but Phaedra is one of the most fascinating, intriguing, funny, groundbreaking housewives for me. And I miss her endlessly. So yeah, I'm just, I'm really, really into this. I'm really into this too. And I think Phaedra has been one of the most controversial housewives and, but also for a long time, one of the best housewives we've had. Mm-hmm. So I find that to be a very interesting thing. Her downfall was definitely very, very bad, but 
it's interesting to see people today who desperately want her back on the show um, and others who are very much against it. And I totally get it being like, right. Bash and she should never be on television again. But for a long time, she really was one of like, one of the most, um, I think one of the most beloved housewives. And she was also on, on there for a long time. From season, a like, long time. Like we don't get a lot of housewives anymore that have been on for that many years. It just doesn't really happen anymore. I mean, for a few, but not really. It does. I mean, you have the OGs, some of the OGs, but on Atlanta, Atlanta is interesting because it does have their current cast is probably like the I assume like the longest running cast really at this point. Like they don't have a lot of cast changes at all. Like season eleven this year is um, the first time in a long time we had a couple of new cast members come in. Yeah, for sure. And like Phaedra was around for, you know, you can all what I consider to be an OG housewife even if they weren't there for the first season, it's a housewife that was there during like the blurry filter of this, the camera, like the old <laughs> school, do you know what I mean? Like the old school filming process, the, this old school housewives. Yes. Yes. Um, Phaedra, I honestly thought, and it's so funny cause it didn't, it obviously didn't work out the way. And I think the actually do this role is that I always thought Phaedra was going to be um, sort of like a Sonia Morgan, like an honorary OG. Like Sonia people forget is absolutely not an OG of New York city. She's right. But at this point, she's been on for so many years. I think we consider herself, we consider her an, an honorary OG, almost like you would give someone an honorary degree. <laughs> I agree with you. She's the honorary OG. Like you give her that title because she's been on for so many years. I think only a few housewives have that status. Like Melissa Gorga is another example of that um, on Jersey. Yeah. Uh, I thought that Phaedra would be that because I didn't think Phaedra would leave so uh, when she did. Um, by the end of her run, obviously at the end of season nine, I thought, okay, she's done, but I did not. But before that I did, I always thought she'd be on there for a very long time, but funny enough, it's actually Cynthia. Who's like basically the honorary OG of, of Atlanta, like it or not. Oh, that's so true. Yeah. Cause she was, Cynthia was season two, right? Season three, she and Phaedra joined together. Oh, wow. Oh my God. That's so true. Cynthia is, I mean, like way back in the day, like short haired Cynthia living in the, the townhouse. Four haired Cynthia living in the townhouse, engaged to Peter with that little with little Noel. She was now mm-hmm. she's now in college, but she was really young when they first joined the show. And then Phaedra was on when she was pregnant with her first kid. But she was <laughs> when she was pregnant. Which we will talk about. And yeah. definitely. Um oh, so this the biggest honorary OG, I have to say this now, because if I don't, I'm sure she'll come and murder me, is actually Tamara Judge on OC. Oh my god, you crazy bitch. I forgot that Tamara was not there season one. Was she season two? She's season three. <gasps> is season three like the golden the golden hour for a housewife to enter? Is, I think season three of any housewife show at that point. And it's funny because I think Sonia is a good story because Sonia, they wanted season one and she didn't do it because she was too scared and she didn't feel comfortable enough doing it until season three. I don't really know, but I think Tamara, they actually found like a casting call. But like a lot of these women who've joined in season three and for some reason like it really gets going. The show at that point knows usually what it wants to be by the mm-hmm. third um, The people who want to join usually feel comfortable enough doing so because they've seen the show for two years. So it's like it wasn't a fluke season one and then season two was like picking up. I don't know. A lot of people, I, I noticed that a lot of our good housewives don't join until about a few seasons in because they see how good it is. But I don't know. Well, a few people have been in that predicament. Well, that's very true. I also feel like with season, by the time you get to season three, like the women have established a bond. So then when you bring somebody into it, it feels a little bit more weighted than if you would bring them in like a second season when they're still getting to know each other. Right. Exactly. 
the one show that doesn't have it, interesting enough, is um, like uh, Beverly Hills doesn't have an honorary OG. Like they have Kyle and Lisa Vanderpump, but like the next like longest running housewife yeah. is season five. And I love Rena, but she's not an honorary OG. She Rena came at like a very because you have to be an honorary OG. I'll make this very clear. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm still going on about this, but I think what I think what makes you an honorary OG is not exactly when you join. Obviously, for all these women, it's season three, but season three, it's it's that specific time because the show, it's like you said, like the blurry filter, like you're so ingrained in the show at that point, and you're not you're not exactly part of the show's like new era. Mm-hmm. in a way that like Lisa Rinna is like season five Lisa Rinna joining that was like a new era for the show like that she's not like we had a few great seasons before Lisa Rinna ever was even involved but would you say that Camille Grimmer is, an, is almost kind of like an honorary OG in like reverse because she was fired but has never not been a part of the cast um I yes probably yeah like reversed honorary it OG almost oddly, oddly reversed Wait, Troy, what the fuck? You know who the biggest, 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 biggest honorary OG is? Oh my God, how could I forget? Who? Andy Burris. Oh, fuck. Yes. Season two? Yeah. She is the, she is the ultimate honorary OG. It's I, I fly above era candy. <laughs> <laughs> it's beneath her. Um, I can't picture the show without candy because it only was, like, I mean, season one was literally like, eight episodes no yeah candy is an honorary og she i mean she came in hot too she was like writing that like bethany frankel like the commentator of the show the person who gives us a perspective into these women's lives like she has been that and has never not been that where like bethany has kind of wavered and gone back and forth with like holding the audience's attention and being hated by the audience candy's never been hated she's never really had a bad season and she's remained completely honest and true to who she is since her first season. Can I tell you, by the way, um, about any like what's great about Housewives in the very, very beginning, um, and it's funny, Atlanta's actually the last show that felt like this, and in my opinion, I'm sure many would disagree with me, is season one for the early, early, early Housewives shows sort of felt like just one giant pilot presentation because Mm -hmm. a lot of overarching stories. It was a lot of like, oh, here's so-and-so doing whatever they're doing with their family, and we'll meet for a couple times for dinner, and that's kind of it with like sprinkles of drama here and there, like Atlanta's biggest one. I remember season one was like the, the weird like Nini Sheree feud where like she wasn't invited to her birthday party, but like the show didn't like, so season one for a few of these shows, including OC New York and Atlanta felt like eight episode pilot presentations. And it didn't really feel like it kicked in until season two. New Jersey is actually the first housewife show that actually season one felt like a, to me, a real, 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 important season for that like their overall narrative you know what i mean 100 100 agree with that i feel like the first season of atlanta especially it was, it was like experimental in a way that when you go back and watch it you can see them kind of like trying things and figuring things out and like tinkering with storylines and tinkering with uh even the way that they were filming they were kind of like playing around with like almost like the way in, in the first season of sex in the city when carrie like talks to the camera and then they let that go. Like, the Real Housewives of Atlanta season one is very that. It really is. And we were, t- and you and I were talking about over text messages, like what the shows were intended to be. And Atlanta, I think, is one of the few shows that was actually intended to be a housewife show when they first started filming. Unlike mm-hmm. some other saying for Potomac, it was called Potomac Ensemble. And there was like, <laughs> women and talking about etiquette. Like, it was just something completely different. Yeah, and then like Manhattan Moms and, yeah. 
could you imagine Bravo presents Manhattan moms? They would, but that like with a show like Texacana is like, I'm not surprised anymore. <laughs> oh my God. Are you kidding? Uh, with, um, I made the joke to you when we were texting, like with, uh, married to medicine being filmed on the same street as all the women of the real housewives of Atlanta. And then some of them showing up to each other's events, like quad is always in the background of like something in Atlanta. And it's like, what the hell? Like it's another housewife show. I got to ask you, I'm sorry. I I have to ask a question about married to medicine because I've seen uh, bits of married to medicine. I actually really like it, but I don't watch it every week. Mm -hmm. Um, First of all, were any of the women intended to be Atlanta housewives and they pushed them over? Second of all, is is who, what's going to last longer, Real Housewives of Atlanta or Married to Medicine? You know, that's a really hard question because Married to Medicine is solid and it's strong and the cast is really fucking... I mean, the chemistry between those women is intense. It's real. It's intense. It's palpable. It's not like... Like, the best seasons of Real Housewives of Atlanta as far as, like, chemistry is... At, is uh, married to medicine like on a normal day? I don't. I really, honestly, I love it, Atlanta, and it feels weird to say this out loud, but I think that that show could go on for forty years. Like the chemistry between those women is just so intense. I, kind of like New York. It gets just an, it's an energy that you can't like you you couldn't like bottle it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I yeah. I, I the cast the chemistry between the married to medicine women is definitely interesting, and I wonder if any of them would ever join Housewives of Atlanta or if that's even, if that was ever on the team. Like, I'm definitely curious to know what that casting process was like because I, I can imagine some of them were like asked to be, or at least asked to talk, uh, not audition, um, interview for the Housewives of Atlanta. I would say 100% because... Why isn't Quad a housewife? I don't, I mean, Quad would be like the housewife. Wouldn't she though? Like she really would be, especially with after someone like Shamari DeVoe coming in. I'm like, can we get quad? Like, or anyone else? Like, yeah, I, I don't want Mariah as a housewife, to be honest. I'm fine with her saying I'm married to medicine, but I like would love like a quad, a quad. I would love quad on Atlanta. Hmm. Oh, heavenly. Oh my God. A heavenly. Oh, heavenly. Oh, I just got goosebumps. Yes. Yes. Heavenly Toya. I'm fine with even mm-hmm. some fine with. Yeah. Yeah. I, Dr. I could, Jackie, I could do without. Personally. I love Dr. Jackie, but she can say I'm married to medicine. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, let me go ahead. So the way that I, me, Brandon and I already talked about this, but like the way that I kind of took my notes this week is like just typical, uh, you know, housekeeping, a little bit of background about Phaedra's life, a little bit of background about Apollo's life and his arrests pre uh, housewives. And then really just getting into their relationship and talking about, this show really intensely the way that Brandon and I love to do, as you can tell. Um, <laughs> so Phaedra and Apollo started dating technically sometime in 1995. Um, again, dates are a strange thing when you talk about Phaedra because she lies a lot and Phaedra has gone back and forth as to when she met Apollo, because technically when she met him, he was 17. Um, they got married in early uh, November of 2009 and they were separated in October of 2014. Oh, she's older by seven years. Yes. Okay. Yes. I forgot about that little detail. And she started dating him when he was 17. So she's lied about when they met and 
how old they were when they met. Like she's told all these different interviewers, all these different things, but it was basically confirmed at a certain point that they started dating when he was 17. Um, and of course, you know, Phaedra is an attorney that prides herself in having like a motley crew of clients. Um, Apollo is a former criminal who was, you know, one of many involved in this like really intense, like movie style heist operation uh, who was then reformed as a businessman and then went back to being a criminal and is now serving jail time. Um, and yeah, I mean, if you've watched The Real Housewives of Atlanta, then you know that this relationship has played out in a very confusing, strange, dark way. And there's a lot behind the scenes that go- that's gone on between them that is really, I mean, it, it's debilitating. Like, it makes you look at this whole situation completely different and uh Pedra throughout her entire run in the show was like she was always looked at as like a shady figure she was <laughs> never looked at as someone who could, you, could, you couldn't trust anything phaedra said right but i think with phaedra at least for me because i really loved her presence in the show there was a point where i just started ignoring the fact that she was really shady and just went with it agree i think everybody did but the editing never, I think everyone, I think as, as, as fans, we just chose to because either we had to deal with it because she was on the show for years or we just really liked her. And that was she's just charming, you know, she's yeah. charming and she's funny. She's good at like slithering her way out of something that makes her look really bad. That's why it was so hard to watch, not to jump ahead, but it was so hard to watch her be her downfall because it was her first time not being able to like you know, wiggle her way out of what was going on with like a funny Southern quip. Absolutely. Absolutely. She had to, we had, she, I, and I think it also forced us to really look back and be like, Oh God, she was always super shady. And like, yeah. Like it was always in our face. Like we just chose to ignore it because we liked her so much. Well, her story never really made any sense. I mean, I'm even thinking about like when that whole thing about dating, like, Oh God. Um, she was uh, rumored to be dating that guy. Was his name chocolate or something? His name. Oh, the African, yeah, and yeah. Like, and she just was never forthcoming about anything. Like it was not only confusing; it was fun to watch, but there was a point where it just became it, it just got exhausting because she was never honest about anything in her life besides the fact that she had two kids. But when she had those kids, or how long she was pregnant with either of them, still up in the air. Yeah, um, I <laughs> I really want to. One of the things I want to focus on when we do get into the housewives of it all is. The lies, the lies. Yeah. I mean, like, it's just unreal. Like, Candy saying that was all of us saying that because it was like, my God, bitch, you've been lying for nine years on TV about everything. You can't even keep up anymore with your crazy lies. And half of them are so unnecessary. <laughs> um, very, very weird lies, honestly. <laughs> so the notes that I took on Phaedra's past is like, you know, She's got an interesting life. Um, A lot of it we know, but just to kind of give you like a quick little recap, obviously she was born and raised in Athens, Georgia, and she won't let you forget it. Uh, By two... By knowing her, by the way. Nene didn't... (laughs) Well, she didn't know her. She knew her, but she didn't know her. her. (laughs) I love the thought of um, Nene and Phaedra going to like the same high school. Oh, can you imagine... Imagine those two in the same fucking school. I can't. And then blatantly hating each other. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, she attended uh, Wesleyan College and she studied law at the University of Georgia. Uh, she graduated in 96 and she started to pretty immediately accumulate like a celebrity client, a clientele. She's always been a celebrity attorney. 
Um, she represented uh, an attorney to the stars. She's an attorney to the stars. Like she could have had a side reality show as an attorney to the stars. I'm sure she tried. She represented Bobby Brown, uh, Too Short, Jermaine Dupree, Ludacris. Uh, she even represented Michael Jackson for a few years. And most importantly, the rapper Drama, who later threatened her office with a bomb. Um, and uh, the case that she helped fight for Drama was interesting because she convinced... She had a really, really close relationship to him. And it was how a lot of people in Atlanta knew her. And it was because she basically... He was supposed to serve jail time. And she convinced a judge to let him prolong his... Or basically to let him go on tour... So they prolonged his uh, jail sentence and um, he was able to go tour the world as, as long as she was with him to babysit. That was like the, the judge told her that she needed to be in every city with him and watch him like a nanny. Uh, so she got to go on a tour all over the world for free and he got to do whatever he wanted with this crooked lawyer. And it really like bonded them, which is very on brand for Phaedra. <laughs> Like, you could just picture her being like, yes, judge, I promise I'll make sure nothing happens. And you know she's, like, watching him, like, rob banks and shit. 100%. 100%. That is a bad... <laughs> <laughs> um, she also very famously represented Bobby Brown in the early 2000s while he was in the middle of filming being Bobby Brown for Bravo. And um, she can be seen in the background of pretty much every scene of that show involving the court case and bobby wrote a passage about her in his book that i thought was really funny uh this is so good you're gonna die he said my lawyer at the time was a black woman named phaja parks who went on to become a reality television star on the real housewives of atlanta her later television stardom didn't surprise me because she always seemed like she was craving attention and publicity every time i stepped into the courtroom when she was my lawyer there would always be a host of television cameras uh, it was it was as if she had her own traveling media <laughs> media circus. I even complained to her about it, telling her I don't like having the press there every time I approach the courthouse. But I didn't see her. But I didn't see it detour her. Um, I won't cast aspirations on her lawyering skills, but I will say that when she was my lawyer, I usually wound up in jail. I haven't had much luck with my legal representation over the years. <laughs> What'd you say? I'm sorry. You ever watch the show Arrested Development? Of course. Major is like Barry Zuckerberg, like <laughs> like the terrible lawyer for the family that did you right? I just like I'm picturing Bobby Brown just being like I have the worst fucking attorneys every time Phaedra like fucks up in the court. <laughs> and she's like I like love picturing her like sh- like sauntering out of the courthouse to be photographed as her clients going to jail, and she's like happy as a fucking clam. I love the one thing about Phaedra that I find. <laughs> Was that like? I think that she always wanted the fame of like. I'm, I'm trying. Like, I don't know why Phaedra ever did. Like, she's so shady that I almost don't understand why she did Housewives rather than just like doing a show. Like, like she should be end. She should be like Sunny Hostin on The View. Like, you know what I mean? Like, she should just like because Sunny's a lawyer, and I feel like she could like talk about the news and be a personality and be famous without having to actually talk about her personal life. That's like the number. I mean, like that's in the top five of things that I wanted to talk to you about really in-depthly because Atlanta, not to jump ahead, because I really, really want to get into this, but Atlanta... No, you're fine. Um, But Atlanta's, like, one of those cities that, like, all of the women... I mean, there are so many women from so many cities that you think that about, like, Lynn Curtin, and there's, like, people that are having, like, financial issues and law stuff, like Joe and 
Joe and um, Teresa. But Atlanta is like a city where it just feels like every single woman has all these skeletons in their closet and they're trying to expose their lives in a way that feels convenient for them. But then they get angry when their actual life comes out. Right. I feel like the only one who hasn't really gone through that really is Candy. Of course. The most honest housewife. Like, look how far Candy has gotten by just being honest. Has Cynthia gone through it? Um, I'm thinking about this because I'm not sure. I actually don't remember. I mean, I think that Cynthia wanted to present her marriage in a certain way. And I think it was undeniable that the real Peter would stand up on television. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't think she wanted the world to know who Peter really was, but she also wanted to be a married housewife. You were so right. Yeah, Candy's the most honest on that show, isn't she? That's And I love that about her. She's also a very stark sort of seeing her with like Phaedra that is like it's such a stark difference between the two yeah personalities and it was weird when they were friends and oddly worked but then obviously when it came to a head towards the end of Phaedra's run it was it was bound to collapse not maybe not in the way it did because Phaedra did something absolutely terrible but her lies were going to fall apart and Candy being the truth teller that she is and being the housewife in the position that she is. It, it was all meant to come crashing down, basically is what I'm saying. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it was so... Their friendship was so unnatural for Candy, not, like, never being able to, like, say how she really feels. And, you know, for, it was bizarre. Protect, protecting a woman who she also believes is lying, yeah, from people that are calling her a liar. You know, it was, it was weird. Um, Phaedra ended up... Uh, founding her, she founded her own firm called Parks Group in the late '90s, and they specialize in like contract litigations for famous people, for entertainers. Um, that includes like you know mostly athletes, musicians, actors, and local Atlanta strippers. Um, and she also appeared on a bunch of like court TV shows. She was a legal correspondent for Fox News. Um, so she did kind of have like a nineties, like star Jones career before she became a housewife. Why do I say star Jones? Like where <laughs> am I at today? I'm like Sonny Hostin. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> and so thank you for not calling me out on that because I'm like, she I mean, obviously I'm thinking of Sonny because of 2019, but like if, 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 if she's anything, it's star Jones. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, Sunny's like the new and improved version of what that is. But like, Star was like, you know, unfortunately, those women existed in the '90s when you had to go on really cheesy scripted courtroom shows. You know, so I get what you're saying. I, I mean, I'm glad that you got the gist of it. But like, holy shit, if I fuck up one more time on this episode, oh my god, I want people to, I want people to spew hate at me on. This <laughs> Could you imagine? Brandon said Sonny instead of Star Jones is his uh, example for a court person. Ah! Yeah, that, yep. That's <laughs> yeah. Um, And then I do want to kind of quickly just go over the Apollo Nida of it all. By the way, in my humble opinion, Apollo is the hottest house husband to me. I am in love with him. I love that he's like a bad boy. I love that he'll still meet like a BMW and he's hot and he's like sort of rageful in a hot way. He gets all like muscular and sweaty when he's mad. I'm very sexually attracted to Apollo Nida. I mean, how could you not be? You have two eyeballs. <laughs> I think, you know what I mean? Like 
I just, um, yeah, he is the hottest house husband. Maybe I'm trying to think if there's anyone else that I thought was like super hot. Not in Atlanta. I'll tell you that. Sorry. No, good Lord. Sorry. I love Greg Leakes, but no. Um, I mean, Cynthia's ex-husband is pretty hot. Wow. Yeah. But honestly, Apollo is even above that. I mean, yeah. I think, I'm sure, I'm sure uh, what's his face. Cynthia's ex like wins in terms of like personality and looks and like whatever. Right. But, like, but no, like Apollo just like physically is the hottest one. And I remember when Phaedra came on, people were quite shocked by that. They were like, oh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. love, I mean, there you go with, Ph- I mean, Phaedra, God bless her. She's a very beautiful woman. But of course you see Apollo and you're like, what the fuck? And you're like, oh my God. <laughs> well, when we get into the, uh, the criminalities of it all, that actually plays a factor. They're the fact that they got together at all. Um, I have some funny things to tell you. By the way, Brandon, so like before we started recording, I warned Brandon that I do have this one page of notes that's like long. It's like a little bit too long, in my opinion, to read with a guest. It like makes me uncomfortable. You guys, I hate to cut you off, but at this point, I think you know the drill. You've got to be a Patreon member to hear the remainder of this episode. So go to patreon.com slash ebpsychos. At that point, you will uh, be asked to donate. And then when you donate at this level, you'll get this podcast you'll get the remainder of all the episodes every single week you'll get liz bentley's feathers in my hair which is the teen mom podcast um you'll get me and molly's uh, britney and kevin chaotic special you'll get all the stuff that molly does exclusively through patreon it's well worth it and also if you're not a member of our facebook group go to molly it'll take you straight to it and uh all we do all day and all night is talk about reality tv it's super fun so, like I said, patreon.com slash ebpsychos and mollyandthepsychos.com. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.